Hi, and welcome to the Sunday Message podcast from the Catholic Parish of All Saints Newport here in South Wales in the UK. It's wonderful to have you with us as we share this week's message. How many of you have been engaged with the Olympics over the past few weeks? I bet a number of you have been watching with great enthusiasm, especially the celebrations of the medalists on the podiums. Well, all except one, of course, where one British competitor refused to wear his silver medal because he believed he deserved the gold. But one of the great joys of watching the Olympics this year was a competitor called Yulimar Rojas of Venezuela. She won the first Olympic gold in athletics for her country. In the process, she smashed it and got a new world record as well. If we watched intently as the news reporters were trying to interview her, uh, we will have seen that she was struggling to get her words out because she was so overfused and enjoyed, but eventually she was able to communicate what she wanted to say. Not only me, the 40 million from my country who follow me. Headline after headline on the Olympics in the past few weeks have shown great joy after a great victory. And unlike the 40 million who follow the joy of our competitors, the Lord brings joy for all humanity, not just 40 million, for all humanity and all creation. And it all started with a yes, the yes of our Blessed Mother, what we call the Fiat of Mary. If you don't know already, we're in the middle of a four-week preaching cycle entitled Food for the Journey. And at the start of the cycle, we looked at how life is one great campaign, it's one great trek, one great pilgrimage to a holy destination, and how Jesus is really and truly the food for the journey who sustains us and who carries us forward. Last week we looked at the graces that he gives us in Holy Communion and how it is not necessary to always be prepared, to be always ready by living a life of prayer and virtue. So where does that lead us this week? Well, it leads us to the theme of joy because we're looking at the question, what happens when we say yes to Jesus? After all, didn't he say to his disciples that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete? Deep, abounding joy that can never be taken away. That's what our Lord has to offer us. The only person that can destroy the joy that Jesus brings is me. And when I say me, I'm not talking about me speaking here today. I'm talking about me, myself, my ego, my identity. You see, if there's anything that the assumption teaches us, it's that our whole perspective is transformed when we say yes to God. Our perspective on ourself, on the world, the whole kitten caboodle changes. You see, the event of the Assumption and the Magnificat that we've heard in the Gospel today 
indicate something greater. Because in every historic event, there are two factors. The event and the meaning of the event. You see, the event for Mary is the conceiving of the incarnate word of God. Jesus, the second person of the Most Holy Trinity. The meaning is the liberation of humanity, the salvation of the whole world, the coming of the Messiah, the awaited promise to Abraham being fulfilled. And for us, in Holy Communion, in receiving the food for the journey, we receive the incarnate word of God, the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul and divinity. And it is the joyful celebration of our belief in salvation. Got to admit, sometimes the way we leave Mass, I begin to wonder, where is our joy? You see, the Mass and Holy Communion are not things which are only done for us. They are done to us for others. Yesterday we celebrated the feast day of St. Maximilian Kolbe. For those of you who don't know who St. Maximilian Kolbe is, he was born into Jewish heritage, lived in the middle of the 20th century, and he converted to Catholicism and became a Catholic priest. But of course we all know what happened in the middle of the 20th century, uh, the Second World War. And St. Maximilian Kolbe was taken captive and imprisoned in Auschwitz concentration camp. One day, uh, some prisoners escaped, and as was the custom uh, of the Nazis at the time, uh, they took a number of other prisoners to execute them as a sign, as a testament to the rest of the camp if you try this, this is what's going to happen to you and to your family. St. Maximilian Kolbe once said about the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, You come to me and unite yourself intimately to me under the form of nourishment. Your blood now runs in mine. Your soul, incarnate God, compenetrates mine giving courage and support. What miracles! Who would ever have imagined such? When the concentration camp guards selected the men for execution to be starved to death, one cried out, but my wife and my children. St. Maximilian Kolbe stepped forward and asked to exchange places with that one man. And astonishingly, the guards accepted the offer. Very unusual for them. And so St. Maximilian, Kolbe and nine others were put into the starvation cells at Auschwitz. You couldn't sit down, you couldn't lie down. You could do nothing but stand there and wait for the end to come, and probably will for the end to come. 
But these ten were different. Because St. Maximilian Kolbe started singing hymns. Hymns of praise to Almighty God. And they joined him. Even without physical food. The food for the journey. Jesus himself sustained the joy in St. Maximilian Kolbe in his darkest hour. Just like he sustained the joy of Mary in her darkest hour at the foot of the cross. You see, if there's one thing about today's gospel, listening to Mary's song, Mary's Magnificat, it should be our song as well. We carry the incarnate word in us at Holy Communion. We become living tabernacles just as she was the living tabernacle when she conceived the Lord. The thing about her song, the thing about our song, is that the first movement is always towards God. She's not responding to her cousin Elizabeth. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has looked upon the lowliness of his handmaid, and from henceforth all generations will call me blessed. She immerses herself in the infinite love, the infinite fire of Almighty God. What do we do? This is why within the parish, just as a reminder, we're going to be running a taste of the Alpha course come the autumn. Taste of Alpha helps us to reconnect with the divine fire that is on offer and help us to move to the second movement of Mary's song. The movement which looks outward, which goes out to the world and brings other to that others to that divine fire, that divine life that is on offer. Mary said yes to God. And we say yes twice to God each and every time we come to Holy Mass in preparation to receive the food for the journey. The first yes comes at the great doxology at the end of the Eucharistic prayer. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours, Almighty Father, for ever and ever. Amen, we say. Now, depending which Mass you go to, of course, that's either Amen or it's Amen. But that Amen, that Amen is very potent, very specific. That Amen is you saying, Yes, God. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord. I renew the covenant contract with you that you offer to me through the body and blood of your beloved Son. I renew it and I commit to that divine love. And the second time we say yes, of course, is as we come forward to receive Jesus himself in Holy Communion, the body of Christ. Amen. Yes, Lord, I believe this is you. 
substantially, truly present. Body, blood, soul and divinity, my food for the journey. I believe in all that you are calling me to. I believe in your good news. And I believe in everything that you teach to me through your Holy Church. That's the nature of communion. And what do we teach? Go out to the whole world. Proclaim the good news. Our yeses are our movement towards God. And then we're told to go forth, looking out to the world. Mary was the sign in the apocalypse. She lived among people, just as we do.